No Catch Up Chicago. What's really good, my people? Welcome into No Catch Up Chicago for Chicago by Chicago. I am your host, Sean Little. As always, Nick the Quick's in the building. Yes, sir. What's going on? You already know. What's up, G? I haven't seen you since last week. What's going on? Last week, what's going on? Um, Bears get a W in the desert. Yep. We eked it out. If you want to call it that, yep. We did what we had to do. Yep. Bulls Media Day is upon us. Yep. Has has went has come and went. Come and came and went. Came and went. Saw, quickly. Saw the squad. Yep. We're gonna touch on that. We gotta talk about some of my boys. You know, you know, Blakeney's gonna make an appearance in the show. Shout That's out my Blakeney. guy. Shout out my guy A B. Um Tiger Woods is back. We're gonna talk about what that W means. Yep. Cuz magic number still five. We're gonna close this show with blow the whistle, man. If we not feeling something, we blowing the whistle on that. Put a stop to some things out here. We man. gotta put a stop. There's some to madness some going on out here. Out it's crazy out here. <laughs> it's an end of summer craziness going on. Yo, I'm back from Cali. Yeah. First off, <clears throat> big congrats to my guy Christian Palmer. Now the Palmers. Congrats to Myra as well. Insane wedding out in California. Um, this was the bougie. White homie with the bread wedding. Hey man, you got it was lit. You gotta have one, right? <laughs> it was life dope. is about experiences. It, yeah, was it, dope. it looked dope though, man. I was, I was feeling the fit you had going on over yeah, there, man. man. That was, that was decent. Little, it was a little Zorro yeah, shit. Yeah, it was you know decent, man. It was decent. It was comfortable. I threw on the cheetah, the cheetah shirt, of course, to rock. Hey man, if you don't know, what I'm talking about hit my Instagram at Chicago Flow. I'm on there. The fits on there. I was wearing a little top hat with the leopard. Yeah, the hat was decent. The hat was, I was decent. Feeling, I was I actually, feeling the hat. I actually had just copped it when I was in Venice. Oh, nice. I knew I wanted to wear a big black hat, yeah. but I didn't have one. Right. The one I had before was kind of jet was kind of messed up. So I was like, let me get another one. Like, let me put some, let me pay some money. Some quality millinery. Yeah, it was a Stetson. <laughs> it's got like the Gun Club written yeah. in it. It's yeah, tough. It was decent, really. And, decent. I, and I took like the little feather out. It's like there's like like peacock feather yeah that i'm gonna put back in with some other fits yeah, you gotta rock the feather man yeah man it's the feather in the cap if you can get out to malibu <clears throat> me and the lady hit the beach for a day we went to el matador beach was beautiful tons of rocks yeah i've it been out dope. to malibu before yeah, yeah it was it was nice. cool, it's beautiful man. out there yeah it was cool. you know me man i'm all about southern california man anybody that knows me knows that my, my dream is to live in southern california and if you told me tomorrow i can make half the money i'm making right now but i'm living in southern california i'm there smoking trees that's chilling. how i feel i'm chilling man <laughs> i'm chilling dude take me to la because we were talking about that <laughs> We were talking about like homies moving to New York and homies homies moving to Miami per yeah. se or DC. Yep. And they always seem to come back. But the people that move to LA Nobody. Nobody comes back. Nobody comes that. back from LA. <laughs> if you had done what you did in New York and LA, you'd still be out. I don't think you can come back. You don't come people back. People go from out LA. there like, you know, I'm I'm good. I'm just not gonna come back. People don't come back. The from LA. I think it's the weather, it's the combination of the fact that like, you know, you go to Florida and shit, it gets crazy hot and humid and yeah. all that. LA is just like seventy five, eighty degrees max. Yeah. It might hit the eighty five, but the winter time is real mild. It's it's beautiful. There's so much to do. Come visit me. I'm not coming back. Yeah, I'm not coming home. You want to see me? Bye. I'll rock with you. That's what that's what my girl's dad did, man. He moved out there. He's supposed to go out there for a little back, little bit. He hasn't been back since. Yeah, man. You know, you don't come back from that. Shout out Willie Runs. He did. Yeah, it. Willie Runs is out there. He's got the LA tattoo. It's a couple. Yeah, he's he's, <laughs> he's, he's, he's got full LA. on LA. He's got the LAX, the ORD, the, the LAX, LAX joint on going his, on. On the back of his arm. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's LA. Oh, it's beautiful out there, man. Shout out LA, you know. Speaking of the west side of the country, uh-huh. Bears are in, Z- in Zona. The big <sighs> in toaster. The zone. 
The Glendale. big toaster oven, Glendale, Arizona. I didn't even know it was called State Farm Field. Till the I didn't know that either. Um, yeah, so when they that said was, that, yeah. I was like, oh, word. That's shout out to State Farm. It, yeah. was, it was just the University of Phoenix Stadium when I was out there. You know, I went to the second game ever played there. I'm sure you had been out there when you was out there, but that was a few years later. Um, I went to the second game ever played out there. So if you know anything about it, it's way out in Glendale, which at the time was kind of like the middle of nowhere where yeah. the stadium was. And the stadium was just in the middle of the desert. And there was nothing else out there. Like you'd park, you'd get on a school bus to take Some you to the stadium. Some real classic new stadium Just shit. Nothing there. I heard now it's like, you know, they showed everything. It's like a whole bunch of stuff going yeah, on. Yeah, they do have a lot of stuff going on now. It's a cool stadium. It's real modern. You know, after going to games at Soldier Field my whole life, going to see that, it's, it's real modern, real high It's a high good tech. place to watch again. It's cool, man. Yeah. yeah. It's decent. We got it done. Yeah. 16, 14. Something like that. It started off rocky. I th- It was one of those things for me. I was coming back from Cali, so I was on the flight. <clears throat> First off, I meant to book Jet. I meant to book. I meant to book JetBlue so I could watch on the way home, but it was too expensive. So I was like, let me just record it. What'd I'll you get fly? home. I flew Alaska. Oh man! By the way, all a lot of their planes are now Virgin. I guess they oh, like yeah. they like merge with Virgin. Alaska smooth, bro. I only fly Southwest. No, nah, Southwest is solid. Only fly south, but I don't. I don't like to go to Midway like that, so I'm off. That. I'm cool with Midway. I hate going to O'Hare. Okay. Yeah, I hate O'Hare. It's too All much right. going on. Fair Keep enough. Going. Yeah. Fair enough. But Alaska's yeah. dope. If you need a ride, check that shit. Okay, out. I'll check out this Alaska. Um, <coughs> you you got me losing my train of thought. Oh, so you I was recording. So watch the yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I recorded the game when I flew back, so I just rushed to the crib. I didn't look at my phone or nothing, so I turned it on. And that's when I saw Garoppolo blew his knee out. Yeah. So I was catching up a little that's bit. That's tough. I sat down. I watched the game. And they marched straight down. The yeah. Cardinals. Touchdown. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And I'm like, whatever. It's good. Like, I'm not really tripping, right? And we're not. I'm not going to give a play-by-play of the game. But let's kick it off with your thoughts. Because I, I can already feel you got some thoughts on how the game went. And just give me the overall feeling on yeah, I, overall, you know, um, I mean, obviously how the game ended, you're happy, you're happy anytime you can get a W, right? It moves us to 2-1, which at the end of the day, a win is a win, um, and I'll take it any way I can get it. But just a few things. Obviously, first couple drives for the Bears defense weren't great. Sam Bradford came down the field, scored, you know, um, whatever. You don't expect that to continue, and obviously throughout the game, it didn't continue. He came back to earth and was a Sam Bradford that we all know and love. Um Outside of that, man, everything, all my problems with the game with Trubisky. It just comes down to that, man. Mitch Trubisky, to me, um, isn't getting better. Didn't look good. Couldn't make the plays that were needed when they were needed once again. Missed open throws once again, right? Um, Everybody talks about, oh, but yeah, the Robinson ball, that was such a good ball. No, that was a hell of a route. Rewatch that play. uh, Allen Robinson ran a great route, and Trubisky just hit him. Um was just failing to make the plays, man. Like, at this point, they keep talking about, you know, oh, he, he's, we're getting better. This is a long road. It's going to take time. You know, every week we got to get better. And I was listening to Forte after the game, and he had an interesting comment. He said, in order to get better, you got to get better. And from what I'm seeing right now, he's not getting better. If you look at Mitch Trubisky from week one to week two to week three, what has he gotten better at, right? What flashes are you seeing? We talked about it last week. We still haven't seen those flash plays that make you see his talent, everything like that, right? Um, again, man, he's just not getting better. And in my eyes, that's a problem, right? Um, 
It's still the short passes. It's still missing on the long balls. It's still overthrowing receivers. It's still almost throwing a crucial interception, another one that would have been pick six. That's two straight weeks, right, of interceptions that he could have thrown that would have been taken back to the house. That one uh, the other day against Boston, I'm sorry, against Trey Boston, was a drop, right? He should have taken that and should have taken it to the crib. I don't know what he There was four dudes there. Yeah, I don't know what he was doing. So it's just he's not getting better, man. And to me, it's kind of like when are we going to see the flashes of him getting better? Forget the excuses. Forget all this slow process stuff. I get it. I'm fine with that if I can see some glimpses of something. I'm not seeing anything that's telling me this dude is going to continue to get better because he has not gotten better. He's the same quarterback in week three that he was in week one. If we didn't get four straight turnovers on defense, we would not have won this ball game against a horrendous team with Sam Bradford at quarterback. It's inexcusable. Close the game with four straight turnovers to close. Four the game straight out. turnovers on defense. Sam Bradford literally had to wrap gift wrap the game to us with three picks and a, or I'm sorry, two picks and a fumble, and then Rosen came in and threw a pick. Literally. They didn't even care about winning the game. They just threw Rosen in there, whatever. That was I've never seen a more ill-advised decision from a, yes. from a head coach Steve in the Wilkes National doing. Football League in my entire life. Yeah, that was the, that yeah. was inexcusable. So, quick side note on that: that was the craziest circumstance I ever seen. That was a rookie quarterback in, in a game. Inexcusable. Yeah, and you even saw Rosen through it. He kind of like shrugged, like I mean, whatever, what the, bro. What the, what the fuck? I'm trying to make this shit happen, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, whatever, right? Let me. I want to touch on a few of the things you said. Defense gave up those first seven points. Legit gave up the first drive on an easy touchdown. They just looked like they were just in disarray yeah. and completely shut shit down after that. The other seven points came off a turnover where they had a short-ass field and they gave up a ball to David Johnson. Yeah. So, I mean, the defense was who we who, who we know they are right now. Yeah. The thing that jumped out, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly on the Trubisky thing. Everything Everything comes back to that. The thing that jumped out to me the most was the free pressure that was coming. He, was, he wasn't checking protections. And if he wasn't checking protections, he wasn't getting the ball in his hands to a hot read. He wasn't doing any of that. It was just complete awareness. Like, yeah. like he just didn't know what was going on. Like, oh, shit, there's a guy unblocked coming at me. What do I do now? Like when he gave up that uh, the sack, I think it was like third down. We were in field goal range. Yeah. We give up. He he gave up like twelve yards. Just flat out didn't know where people were coming from. Yeah, still running backwards. Running backwards. Had no idea what was going on. Right. There's a big talk. First off, that Matt Forte comment of you have to get better to get better is yeah. genius. It's gold. <laughs> I've been sitting on that for like two days. Yeah, it's facts. gold. It's it's fact. It, it makes it makes so much sense in this situation. They keep because every game Trubisky's saying we just got it. We're just, just getting better. Get better yeah. Just getting better. Trying to get better. But but you're not getting better. So what are you getting better from? So what is happening? It's a flat yeah. line. Because to be honest, that's the worst game of the year. For sure. I mean, he was missing open throws. He, yes. I, I watched the whole game twice. He had two good plays. The pass to Trey Burton in the first half, yep. where he put it over the linebacker and kind of dropped it in Very and put nice it on him ball. on the sideline. Very yeah. nice ball. And then the Allen Robinson play, where, where you credit the route. Watch it again. It's a good route, but he's, he still put it on his No, ass. it was a great route. He still put it, it on him, It was a though. great route. That D- did he put it on him, though? He put it on him, but what are you, that's what he's supposed to do. Again, man, when I'm talking about these highlight reel throws, it's a wow, what is that? Not a that's what you're supposed to do after your $70 million wide receiver runs a, runs a great route. 
39 yard pass. I hear you. Longest play of the season. Congratulations on completing. I, I, I picked out two good miles. plays in the whole sure. game. They you were. Me? Those yeah. are the only two. That's it. That's it. That's it. He looks horrendous. Horrendous. Like we've talked about in the last couple weeks, long balls missed to Taylor Gabriel. Not even close. Not even close. The fade to Allen Robinson, where we run that 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 bunch. Nagy ran ran the bunch four in the corner on the left side of the field. On the right side of the field. On the right side. Allen Robinson on the left, and he threw a fade to Allen Robinson on the left. Yeah, and basically threw it out of bounds on the left. Didn't even give him a chance. Yeah. So I mean, he was he threw that other ball to Allen Robinson way behind him. Yep. He tried to throw. He he like threw his hand back to try to get a little touch on it. Another one. What's up? No, I'm saying another one. Yes. Yeah. Another one. So, I mean, yeah, I, I feel you. So, and this is another thing I want to touch on. He wasn't, like, like I mentioned, he wasn't checking any protection. He wasn't seeing blitzes to get rid of the ball quick. What is this? I heard people talking to Nagy about he's being overloaded maybe. Maybe he has too much. Of, he's getting too much information, and he's having a hard time processing it. Maybe they need to reel back. What are we talking about? Because all I'm, all they're doing is throwing screens and so, five yard curls and slants. I, I got. I so got. Where is this like overloading of his? Where like where is this insanely intricate playbook that he can't process? So here, I got a great stat for that. I'm really happy you brought that up. Mitch Trubisky has 72 pass completions this year, right? 24 of them are at or behind the line of scrimmage. So a third of his completions, a third of his completions that he has are at or behind the line of scrimmage to your, so to your point, what really can you scale back? This is what I'm saying. A third of his completions are run plays, essentially. I was listening to. That's crazy. 670. And they I were can't t- listen to them anymore. Yeah, I, I haven't well, listened is, to them since <laughs> they fired Jason yo, Goff. Is, yo, I can't even. I, I'm, I'm, I'm. If I, you're, if you're stop. a downtown kid like me, bro, ESPN 1000 like doesn't work downtown. It's wild, staticky. So when that when it, when it, that's not coming through, I got to throw on 670. It's just what I got to do. Man. I, I I'm can't. Sorry, I, I understand. I can't listen to the that, score. That's what the fuck it is. You know what I'm saying? But 24, 24 of 72 passes. At or behind the line of scrimmage, but they were—that's what I'm saying. They were talking about like, well, they—they they asked Nagy, and I'm going to play a clip of Nagy talking here in a second. How do you feel about you know maybe is he is Trubisky getting overloaded? Is it too much of the playbook? Is he getting too much information? He's like, that's something we're going to have to evaluate and maybe pull back some things. That's always something. And I'm thinking in my head like, am I missing where we're running like? Option routes on the outside, whether right. it's a double move or not, and right. he, Allen Robinson's making a decision to either run a poster or streak, and he's getting confused there. We're running three yard slants, screens, or, and five yard curls, or where he's being asked to make all these pre snap reads and things where, like that. It's not happening. It's not happening. It's not so happening at all. W- what are we talking about with that? Don't I don't want to hear that. Yeah, I don't, and I don't, and, I, and it doesn't look like a confused offense, right? You know what a quarterback looks like when he has absolutely no idea what the play is and things like that. There's confusion at the line. There's false starts. There's all types of delays of games and things like that. That isn't happening. I think he knows the plays. He can't execute them. He can't make the throws. Plain and simple. That's a bigger issue. He can't make the throws. You'd rather have the quarterback that can make the throws, but is kind of an idiot, and you might have to just help him through and teach him the playbook, than a guy who can't make the throws. Right now, I see a guy who cannot make the throws. 
I feel you. I think he can make the throws if he knew where to throw it. You know what I'm saying? It, 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 like, he, but he he does know where to throw him. He underthrows him yeah, and overthrows him. Yeah, I'm trying to play. He knew where to th- he knew to throw to Allen Robinson last week on that fly. That should have been a touchdown. He knew to throw to Taylor Gabriel, but he's underthrowing him. Taylor Gabriel was a touchdown this on Sunday, and he he's, overthrew him. He's not yeah, making six. the throws. He cannot make the throws. Aaron, pull me up here. I wonder. This is Matt Nagy on the. The two turnovers from Trubisky, the fumble. If, he, if I hear him say it one pick. more time, it's going to take time. I'm, I'm going to leave the studio. Just listen. Yeah, so um, we were in no huddle on the tipped one, and the kid just made a good play off the edge. And we got, a, you know, he, the, the kid made a, a, a good play. He jumped up in the air, tipped it, and then the other kid made a great play diving and, and, and making the catch. Uh, and then ball security in the pocket, two hands. And, again, I, I thought what I saw on the big screen afterwards was that he did have two hands on the ball. And, and um, so that's just uh, an unlucky draw. But I, here's what I'll tell you about Mitch. Again, we have two weeks in a row now where there's been some turnovers and where he has not he has not um, uh, flinched at all on the sideline. And that's the best part of this process right now. And a lot of people won't be able to see that because they don't feel it. They just see the numbers in the, in the book after the game. But we're getting better right now. He's getting better. And uh, I'm just I'm, I'm proud of him and that offense for sticking together when times were tough to do what we had to do to get the win. That's a coach who knows his quarterback is going to listen to the press conference. Those are your thoughts? Yep. What I, what I love about Mitch, he just does it so. It's just so great that he's not upset on the sidelines after he fucks up. What is this Pee Wee Little Giants bullshit? Come on, man. That is what he uh, said. You did hold say, him accountable. You, you did say you like Trubisky's attitude, and that's kind of what he was keying on. You mentioned last I think he's week. He's a positive guy. He's a positive guy, can yeah. do guy. He's, he's, I think yeah. that's what Nagy was kind of mentioning there. If Trubisky fails, it's not going to be because he's dumb. It's not going to be because he doesn't have a good attitude. It's going to be because he can't do it. But again, he can't do it right now. I'm sorry, man. Like these throws should be made. Let's talk about the fumble because there was a lane to step up in the pocket and kind of pivot, and he he almost got there, but he got banged on, like, the forearm or, like, the bicep elbow area and just dropped it. Yeah. You got to be wild secure in there. You have to be. I understand stuff like that's going to happen. So I don't mind the fumble like that more than – that almost pick in the second half that he almost threw. Un, 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 Absolutely unforgivable. unforgivable. You unforgivable. cannot do that type of shit. Just like the one he almost threw last week in the corner. And those are the ones that get returned because he throws them to the corner, right? And those guys, when you have, when they have that sideline right there, they're gone. And the pick that was actually picked off, is a, it, it was like a, I don't know, one of those naggy slip screens or something like that. Yeah. But... It's still, it's still to me, Chandler Jones, who's a monster, was in his face, who tipped it, and then I think Cooper made the pick. Yeah. It was still untouched, un like he like he was shocked they were in his face. He's like, "Why are these guys in my face, unblocked?" Type of thing. So I mean, and yes, yeah, three fumbles on the year. What's hor- the problem? Horrendous first half. The second half was a touch better. For who? For Trubisky. The I first guess. half was unbelievably bad. I, yeah, I guess, man. I, I guess. He had his two turnovers in the first half. Yeah. 
So, I mean, the first half was horrendous. He had that one throw to um, Trey Burton, but that was it. That was it. That was it. You're fed up on the low. I'm huh? done. You're not, I'm not, not done. By <laughs> done, you know, it's like, oh, don't use that word. Don't use that word. Back that up. I'm, 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 I haven't, dude, I've just been watching sports. You've been watching sports long enough to know when you see a young, talented guy who you're just waiting for him to put it together. I just don't see that with him right now. He cannot make these throws that matter. Can I bring up another thing real quick that I was thinking about? And this is what really had me hot, right? So when you think about the whole Trubisky thing, and this is going to tie back into Ryan Pace. I watched Trubisky highlights this weekend from, from North Carolina. Like They were okay. Like They were good. I saw some things that looked decent, right? But as I think about it, what did they see in Trubisky? That made them love him so much, right? That they had to trade up one spot to get him. And that you had to have him over the other two first-round quarterbacks. That's what I want to know. Was he that? Was the film that you watched or the evaluations that you did on him so much better than they were for Watson or Mahomes that you allowed the 49ers to bluff you into thinking that they were going to take him at two and you couldn't fathom the thought of having Watson or Mahomes at three? Think about how much higher you would have had to rank him ahead of Mahomes and Watson to pull that move off. That you could not, you knew you were going to get a quarterback, but it could not under any circumstances be Watson or Mahomes. It had to be Trubisky. So much, it's not like they moved from 10 to 2. They moved from 3 to 2. For one spot back, you got bluffed by a team. Shout out John Lynch. Shout out John Lynch for that one. But think about that for a minute. Like, that's what I've been really stewing on. It's just like, say what you want to about Watson this year. He's not been that good. But we saw pre-injury, he was able to get it done, right? Mahomes is without question. We don't need to talk about that. Everybody's watching it. He's unreal. But you had to really like Trubisky. You had to have seen something in Trubisky that was so no doubt that you could not end up with Watson or Mahomes at three. It could not happen. You couldn't run the risk of the Niners taking him at two. I mean, we're on wax. Go back and listen to it of us drafting Trubisky and what we did. And we were, I mean, I've, I've never been on the bandwagon. I'm on the bandwagon now because I'm forced to be on it because what what other choice do we have? But yeah, it's a good point. I, a, I have no idea. That's a pace issue. Because again, you don't, it's not that you didn't evaluate Watson and Mahomes. What did you see with Trubisky? It could not have been the film. Because if you were looking at the film, you would have taken Deshaun Watson. Nothing didn't take everything you looked at. Deshaun Watson was the best quarterback coming out that year, right? As far as the film goes, the measurables. I don't know how you could have gotten Pat Mahomes in the room with the way that he throws that ball and not been like, "Oh my God, this is the guy that we need," right? He throws the hardest ball in the league. They measured it. So, whoa, is that fact? Yeah, yes. Aaron Rodgers included. Mahomes throws the hardest ball in the league. That ball, he, that strength, ball he threw on the run was so his, out of control. His dog. arm strength is stupid. Yeah, that's crazy. So it couldn't have been in the workout when you had Mahomes in there and you saw him throw it. It couldn't have been the film. What aspect of your I want, I want them to come out and tell me that right now. That's not going to happen. I know, but I just want to know. I feel you. It's what a, could you have seen? Because it could have been a workout warrior guy, but again, Mahomes would have been that. Yeah, it's interesting. But we can't go back on that now. No, we can't. I wish we could. The, boys on the, the boy wears a Bears jersey. He's in town. And he will be in town for some time. I need an Eddie Jackson jersey, I think. Yeah. That's my next pickup. Eddie Jackson is just a ball player. Simple as that. Yeah, he's got a nose for the ball. Roll Tide. Those Bama safeties. He, he, he's flat out a ball player. I love his attitude. 
He's country kid. If you follow him on social media, he's listening to all like the down south rap. He's yeah. with all his like old homies. Yeah. I, I rock with Eddie Jackson heavy. Let's close this bear segment on a little high note with the defense because we did get the W. It is Victory Tuesday. The defense is unbelievable. The defense is unfucking believable. Unbelievable. Four straight turnovers when you needed them. Four straight turnovers when you needed them. And Khalil Mack, the first time he hits. Anytime he touches the quarterback, the ball the ball seems to fall on the ground. Yeah. Like no matter yeah. like no matter what happens, if he hits the quarterback, the ball's bouncing on the turf. Did you see when they keep showing those side by side graphics of like Khalil Mack versus the entire Raiders defense this year? No. Oh my gosh! It was like Khalil Mack has, I think, what three forced fumbles this year. The Raiders defense has zero. Khalil Mack has a defensive touchdown. The Raiders defense has none. Bears are win two games. The Raiders are zero and three. We should clown just real quick. Just click, quick clown and John Gruden real quick. Every single week we should clown him. Just he's a goof. He's a clown. You heard about this riff in the in the, the where yeah. he, he has different teams in the organization for scouting and shit. You like knew that. that was gonna happen. You can't say. Didn't shit we talk to about these ego, these ego coaches? You can't bring in these larger than life personalities. He's and not trying to listen and to anybody. Give him and give him ten years and a hundred million. He's not listening to. He's anything. not listening to anybody. About anything. He showed Mark Davis last week. He's not listening to that <laughs> with a bad haircut. Yeah, he's definitely not listening to Mark Davis. He's got that franchise hostage. They should have paid Khalil Mack and move on. Before we speaking of Khalil Mack, we're about to get to his crib. Just yeah. bought a crib in Glencoe. Shout out Glencoe. Shout out Glencoe. We're he gonna, might be I'm the a, only brother in I'm Glencoe. I'm low key clowning for this, but we're going to see. <laughs> he might be the only brother in Glencoe. We talked. We you touched on Sam Bradford always having a job. Mm-hmm. I think the Bears might have put him out of his misery for his rest of his career. No, he'll be signed next. Year. I, I he'll be signed, but I don't think he'll start. Again. I don't That's think. Fine. I don't think Sam Bradford will ever start another game in there. That's fine. Hey, I mean, I'm, I'm just, I just, it's just a footnote to what we were talking about. Shout last out week. Sam Bradford. Let me look this up real quick. But it's, shout out Sam Bradford. Even, How much money hurt. do you think Sam Bradford has made in his entire NFL career? A hundred and ninety million. That's, Something that, that's high. No, bro, his rookie deal was. Well, he like had what? that. He had that. High, he was the last one of the last yeah, dudes he, to get that his rookie, rookie deal, deal right? was like crazy. Let's see if we could find some Sam Bradford. I bet you it was like one sixty, one seventy. But yeah, man, they the the Bears might have put my put my man out of his misery and closed it out. Now it's the Josh Rosen era. Career earnings of one hundred twenty nine million. 129? Yeah, shout out Sam Bradford. <laughs> that's not a bad life. No, it's, it's not. not. That's not a bad life at all. Dude, I'm um, chatting with some folks live right now. Oh, yeah? Who we got? Shout out Thomas, A. Christ, J. Money. Medard's always Jay Medard, locked. hey. Medard. Uh, Medard I was talking to Medard the other day. He was like, man, y'all couldn't see me on the live? <laughs> Medard, what do you think about Mitchell Trubisky, man? All right, Aaron, pull me up. <laughs> This is Khalil. Ma- this is Khalil Max crib. This is the exclusive G. Yeah, I don't so, know if anybody got this so, right now. So down. my girl hit me today. Uh, shout out my girl. She works for Jameson Sotheby's as a realtor. Yeah, and she's like, "Yo, Khalil Max new house that he just closed on," and she sent me this crib, three point seven million dollars in Glencoe. It's got the six bedroom, three bath joint. This is nice. This bro. crib is decent, man. Let's flick. Let's go through some of these flips. Yeah, look at look at. If anybody knows anything about Glencoe, super oh, the wealthy. Back is crazy. Backyard is crazy. Yeah, Glencoe is super yeah. wealthy, right up there off Sheridan Road. Long bread to live over there. Look at it's a brand new house, new construction, brand new construction. So first person and he ever. He doesn't. He's not married. Or I don't anything. think so. That might just be Khalil Max's joint. Mac in there just chilling. He's just in there chilling. 
Yeah, this is this is tough. Go to this wine cellar. Hold on, let me see. What wine cellar? He's got a crazy wine cellar in there. He's about to he this first off, he's gonna move some of this shit. Yeah, There's it's, no it's way. all stage. Khalil Mack can't rock with this. No, it's all it's, it's all stage. That chandelier is super whack. The chandelier is super whack. Kitchen is tough. Kitchen is tough. That white that white island is super tough. Yeah, Khalil Mack gonna be. This is that. This is that. He gonna be eating some post. Some post. Look at the window. Look at the, look at the window. The uh, back, window the, in the in the, yeah. in the kitchen area. The back of the whole crib is crazy. Let's let's fire through some of these. This is where you gonna watch highlights, Aaron yeah. Rodgers and shit. This is a nice ass crib, bro. That's what ninety million will do for you. Ninety mil guaranteed. He's got the study on deck. McCaskey just <laughs> sent the check yeah. over to the realty. Like yeah. just take it off the. Take it off the check. This is the study. No fine. This is the study. This is the study. Yeah, that's where he's gonna chill. <laughs> the master. The master. Oh, the master. Oh, the with the bathroom. Crazy. Oh wow, man. This is no catch up. Chicago gives you the we first got the exclusive, the exclusive look into Khalil Max. We crib, know people. Man. Let's get it. That's dope. Hold on. Where's this wine cellar? This is oh, like the, this about, is that's the, the back of the wines. That's the basement. Where, like they'll go in the wine cellar. Yeah, the basement wines. This is tough. A lot of gray in this bitch. Yeah, he's though. got that that uh, whatever this that stone shit. is. Super gray. Hooper. He's got the Hooper the court the hat the little half the little half court That's up the little in half there. of a half. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, he's bringing Shorty back to the crib, get his loving basketball. Yeah, get on. the loving basketball. Play, the, play a little <laughs> knockout. Look, that's the wine cellar. Look, look at this wine cellar. Yeah, the wine cellar's this tough. This wine cellar is serious. This is super tough. All the little uh, theater the little theater joint. This he likes dope. the gray. Yeah. This is all gray, bro. This is they. Ooh, the little backyard. This is tough area. Yeah, little backyard nice. area. Little cobblestone. Yeah, man. Oh man, look at that backyard at night. They got the little nighttime. They views. have the little nighttime. Go joint. back to the nighttime views. Hold on. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. All That's right. Decent. The backyard is serious. No neighbors. Three point seven five. Cash. Cash. Cash only. No negotiation. You weren't feeling that Nagy press conference, huh? You weren't feeling no, that? No, I wasn't feeling that at all. I don't feel any of his press conferences. He keeps it 100, though. No, he doesn't. You don't think so? Nah. I, I'm I just, mean, he has to protect his quarterback. Yeah, but, you know, at the same time, man, he has to hold Mitch accountable for the mistakes. That's part of the growing process, too. You know, that that's part of the growing process, too. So, yeah, he's doing some things that I really like, but at the end of the day, he can't throw some of those balls that he's going to throw. Eventually, those are going to get picked off and returned for six. I mean, a pick six ends that game. Again, I'm all for the time, man. I'm all. I understand you don't go from you know first round draft pick to superstar quarterback in a matter of two years. I get it. We're just not seeing that progress from week to week. I hear you. Is there is there any week? And I agree. Can, can you say that Mitchell Trubisky is any better from week three than he is from week one? Absolutely not. At any area of the game, none. Maybe he's not getting worse, but he's definitely not getting better. This was the worst game I've seen of his. Yeah. So, I mean, he's definitely not getting better. And I wouldn't say he's getting worse, but it's clo it's close. 5.6 yards per pass attempt. It's, it's got to be one of the worst in the league. What do you think Sam Darnold's at? I'm not sure. Probably nine. 7.9. .9. Yeah. Andrew Luck is right next to... Trubisky, by the Andrew way. Luck is trash. Andrew Luck's shoulder is shot. We've been talked. Yeah. Remember they brought in another. Did you see they brought in a backup quarterback? They brought to in throw the Hail Mary. Yeah, shout they out to Kobe. Yeah, hey, shout out to Kobe. Doubt put the brother out. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Shout out to shout Kobe. out to Kobe Brissett getting the check. Yes, sir. Um, but that was crazy. Yeah. If I've his never, shoulder's not right yet, it's not right. I've never seen anything like that my whole life. Yeah. 
except for Josh Rosen going in at the end of the game. I've never seen anything like that. <laughs> but crazy quarterback decisions this week. Trubisky's more sus than Kawhi's laugh. Yo, Kawhi's that, laugh. That Kawhi shit was that's, outrageous. That's, that's great. I laughed at that for the whole day. That's yesterday. great. All right. We're, uh, Perfect segue. Yo, bef- before we get to that oh, okay. segue, okay. we're at home Sunday against Tampa. Yeah. Minus three currently. Yeah. Would you rather see Jameis or Fitzpatrick? Jameis. 100%. Yeah. I agree. Uh, Why? Well, I think Jameis – I don't think Jameis is that good. Uh, I mean, he turns the ball over a lot, but at the same time, so does Fitzpatrick. Um. I'd probably rather just see Jameis because he's he's cold. He hasn't even right. been allowed in the facility in three weeks. So, you know what I mean? Not not even from a talent perspective, just the fact that he hasn't been watching football. He hasn't been practicing with the team. I'm sure he's been watching, but he hasn't been around the team at all. So, What's your comfort level at the Bears minus three? I'm not touching it. Yeah. Not touching it. Not after that, Trubisky. I, not that's not what just like I wasn't touching look. five and a half or six, whatever it closed yeah, at the other it. day. I didn't touch that. I touched uh, Buffalo. Would you have touched it if I told you they would, they'd only score fourteen points? If the Bears were, the, the, if the, the, Arizona would score fourteen points, no, because I that's how unconfident I'd be. Like we probably have seventeen. <laughs> yeah, that was too high of a line for the Bears. Yeah, I, I would. I'd like to go back and look when last time we were favored by six points on the road. Yeah, and probably Arizona years. always plays okay. I've ridden Arizona for years on gambling. Yeah, they always get good lines. They're one of those teams that get sneaky good lines all the time. First place Bears. Yeah. What did I tell you, bro? I told you we could start the season four and one, and we're getting ready to do that. Yeah, man. Despite Mitchell Trubisky's best efforts from getting us trying to get us to zero and three, we, we could there. legit be. We could. We should legit be three and zero. Yeah. Oh, for sure, we should be three and zero. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. Miami. That shit's sus. Yeah. Tannehill's playing nice. I go to that game after the bye. You're going? I'm in Miami for the game. This yeah. guy's crazy, man. I'm excited. I'm gonna do a little footage on that. Yeah. I'm excited about that. All right, let's switch over to the Bulls. Basketball's almost back. I think twenty three days. Yeah, till the season the preseason starts. starts next week. Which next is weekend. Dope. I'm excited about hoops, of course. The boy Lori Markkinen, Lowry, has put on seventeen pounds of muscle. Yeah, up to two forty, right? Two forty, he says. Body's feeling good. He said they've been playing ball in Chicago. He's coming off all that Euro basket. Yeah. He said his body's feeling good. He's feeling good. They're playing here. Nothing nothing to worry about. He's excited. Aaron, pull me up really quick. I'm going to play a quick. So you remember the other day when Minnesota was, when Jimmy Butler requested the yeah, trade yeah. for Minnesota, yep. he posted the TBT picture. Listen to what he said about that. Just a throwback, just a throwback picture. No, no special meaning. Did you yeah. know that the Timberwolves logo was behind it? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was just a. I thought the Bulls fans would love it, and uh, it was just almost fun. Just nothing, no shots. No shots, he said. <laughs> Budgeting for your family? Just think what. Yeah, that's funny. I thought that was was pretty good. It was clever, man. It was funny. He Um, just seems like a cat that, you know what I'm saying? Like, he just, he just doesn't, he doesn't care. Shout out Bahamas Bank. And you know, yeah, shout out that, the the, the (laughs) autoplay. Yeah, you were just talking about that last week. Man, the autoplay is crazy. (laughs) 
Um, he just seems like he just can play that card where he's just like, oh, I'm foreign. I'm a little out of it. Yeah. Oh, no, oh, it's just a picture, bro. He's it's like Joel Embiid has been playing that card. Yeah, for like exactly. Years. Like, I don't know. I'm playing. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I like. Uh, yeah, I'm excited about that. I like I like the him putting on weight, man. That shows a dedication. I mean, 17 pounds that's that's a, that's a lot of weight to put off in the offseason. Dude, that's a lot. From 223 to 240 is a major difference. Absolutely, a major difference. You know, and obviously, he if he can still move well, that's going to help him defensively. It's going to help him rebounding. You know, it's going to help him obviously with just overall conditioning. Yeah, you know, not hitting that wall. I love it. Um, I'm excited about that. You know, who wasn't in the gym with them? Jabari. Jabari Parker Jabari, looks like Jabari Parker. Jabari Parker's got that doughy, that be, doughy body. Yo, he has always had the doughy body, though. And I would be a little alarmed if he hasn't always looked like this. When he was bodying motherfuckers at Duke, he looked like this. Yeah. When he every when, when he went for 35-plus in Milwaukee last year, I think it was in Denver. That's how he looks, That's bro. how Melo was for most of his yes, career until exactly. he got to New York at so, the end and got, and got on that yoga with Lala. Yeah, I'd be alarmed if... He showed up like this, and he didn't look like this. Pretty, this is just how he looks, bro. I guess part, and it, this isn't. I'm not making a big deal out of this at all. It's just like part of it's like you should be in better. So, yeah, shape, it's bro. just like you're. For most people, like getting in shape can be an issue because other things happen. You got work. You got all. T- it costs money kids, to eat right. Yeah, 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 it yeah. doesn't taste good when you try to eat right. <laughs> right, you know what I mean. Like yeah. if you want to, you know, you might have to eat some shit if you want to get in like crazy shape, right? That you might not want to eat. And you might want to do some things and go to the gym that you don't feel like doing. That's not the case for Jabari. Jabari can get the chef on deck that can cook the healthy meals for him and have that ready for the week, right? The trainer can come see him. Work for him is working out. He has a whole entire offseason. It's just to me, like, I feel like... It's an afterthought. Yeah, it's just one of those things, like, why not get... In, it, it wouldn't in hurt him top. to get in shape. Yeah, in It wouldn't hurt you. Would it make you a worse basketball player if he came back chiseled? In tip-top shape. Right. Man. I agree. Like, they talked about uh, Oladipo. Like, he said one of the biggest things for him between... That last year in, in, Oklahoma uh, in Oklahoma City and then going over to Indiana was he just went crazy with his body and his routine. Like hired the dietitian, you know, went on the crazy exercise and all that. And he felt it in his game. Like I'm just saying if it I'm Jabari. in his game. Yeah, Jabari's 23. Like it's cool. Like in high school when you're younger and all that, you can get through life like that, right? But when these dudes make that real commitment to their body, that's when you start seeing the changes. LeBron. LeBron. Leaned the fuck up but got bigger somehow. It didn't make sense. He's been leaning. He's been in shape. Yeah, he's just in crazy shape. But look, it gives you that longevity. You don't get hurt. For a dude coming off injuries, um, and I guess this did get more serious than I wanted it to, but for a dude coming off injuries, it's not the worst idea. Why lower, not chisel Lower up? body injuries. Lower body fat, man. Just lay it. Exactly, man. Like, lower you know, body injuries. Get lighter. Get, get lean. Leaner. Get lighter. You know, you'll still be a beast. You can still do what you got to do, but, you know, it might help you for a full lady, too, to not carry around all that weight. I think you can still kick it. I think it's a valid point. Yeah. The same thing went for Melo. Yeah. He could have he could have came in chiseled. Jabari could probably lose some, a few. Yeah. Be in, in tip top shape. And I feel like in 2018, there's no excuse. Yeah. I he could have that. the chef on deck cooking him fire shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. I thought this was another interesting little clip from Bobby Portis talking about being the sixth man. He likes coming off the bench. This is Bobby Portis at Media Day. Made my summer easier. I knew I wasn't trying to fight for a starting spot. I knew I wasn't trying to, you know, fight for minutes. Uh, just going out there and working on my game the most as I can and working on that role. Uh, 
You know, I know y'all seen him a lot. I like six-man role. I like the role. I get to come off the bench and, you know, score a lot. <clears throat> Who doesn't like to score the ball? Uh, yeah, that, that's a fun gig, I guess. Coach has to trust in me to shoot the shot I don't shoot. And, uh, you know, I, like I said, that's a fun gig. Okay. We started him, I think it was after All-Star break, and we were experimenting with some different lineups. And it was after, I think, the third game where, where he started, and he came and said, Coach, can you bring me off the bench again? So, you know, you don't hear that very often at this level. So, you know, it's great to have a guy that, uh, appreciates that role and there's, there's been some great ones over the years that uh, you look at what they've accomplished in their careers uh, as six men and you know Bobby hey, has bought yeah. into that in a big way. Okay. He's going to come out firing. Bobby Con is. Contract year Bobby Portis yeah he's going to come out firing especially if like he's no wonder he wants to be on that second unit yeah he doesn't want to share the ball with anybody he's trying Who, to get paid. Who's on, who's on that second unit you think? Him um, sure, it could be your so, man's Chris, it's definitely then ain't nobody else touching the rock. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's gonna be I don't even know who is that second year. It's gonna be him, um Denzel. Yeah, him, Denzel. Um, campaign. Him. Your man's terrible. I bet you Dunn gets a little second. A little time on that second team with those guys too. But Dunn's gonna start. Yeah, he will. But I think he'll he'll still get some. I think they still no. Guys. They love campaign, dude. Like they want who does give, the Bulls? Who loves campaign? They want to give campaign every chance they can. They can't. They, they picked up his option. I yeah, I get it. I don't know how they like him. They think he's good. <laughs> they like him. So let me ask you this, man. This is another thing. Again, man, I, I'm hot today. So I was thinking about this, and I was thinking about this like worst case scenario for the Bulls, right? Yeah. So let's say the Bulls. And this could happen. The Bulls are good enough, and we snag, like, the eighth seed. Very possible. Very possible, right? Which means now, you know, for the next few years, we're expected to get better and build off of that. The whole rebuild, right? The whole tank. You netted Laurie Markkinen, <laughs> Wendell Carter Jr., and $80 million worth of Zach Levine. That's How do you feel about that? The whole tank window. That No, that's what, that's what you got. That was your haul. Right, right, if right, Philly right. looks at their tank hall, they can say, oh, we got Fultz, we got Simmons, we got Embiid. You know, How do you saying? lead that off with Fultz, by the way? Huh? How do you lead that off I don't off mean to Fultz. lead off with Fultz. He was just fresh in my head. I think Fultz, <laughs> hey, Fultz might bounce back. Yeah. Right. They say he's shooting. Stay tuned. He's scary. Um, yeah, so how would you feel if you that's how, how the rebuild about ends? about the tank because we fucked it up last year. We fucked it. It was, it was a completely botched job of the tank last year. Yeah. Nikola Miritich came in and we for I don't know what we were doing and I don't want to hear anything from you because you were you wanted to win. So I don't want to hear that shit. Um it could be worse. It could it, we'll see cuz Lori's a stud. Wendell is lawyer number 1 on a contender. I I I look, look. I hate when people say that because there's like three guys. There's like two people in the whole league that you could say that about. Is he a number 1 on a contender? Everyone no, needs not. help. N name the ones that could. Is he a number one on the contender? Harden, name, Westbrook, name them. Harden, Westbrook, Durant. I, by number one on a contender, I mean like you could say that Dame Lillard is a number one on a contender. No, they were the fourth seed in the West last he's year. Not. That's what I mean. Do you have a number one guy? Is he a true number one guy? Take away I mean, the on the contender. Is he a number one? Are you comfortable with Lloyd Markin and being a number one? If I mean he might he fuck around and come out and score twenty five and ten then yeah if he goes for twenty five and eleven and a half yeah yeah twenty five and eleven and a half he couldn't do that I'm just asking yeah yeah I mean why not okay so then Wendell Carter 
good player, right? From what we saw in the pre, or not the yeah, preseason, sorry, summer league and all that. We don't know. So are you content with that? That's what I'm asking. I just want to know. Are you content? Because that's what it's looking like right now. We're not going to be one of the eight worst teams in the league. How about this? You know, well, you know where I stand on the Zach Levine deal. I don't like it. Yeah. Wendell Carter might be solid, might be good, seems to be good, but we also sh- should have been picking higher in the draft. So, one I like, Lori. One I don't like, and one I'm iffy about because Wendell might might be a stud, but we should have been picking higher in the da- higher in the draft, and maybe Mo Bamba or somebody like that. Bamba. You know what I mean? So I should cue that up real quick. That <laughs> that's the, the that's still open. How do you feel about media day in general? Oh, I think it's 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 goofy. It's fun. I think the players enjoy it. It's for the you know fans like watching the clips and the reactions off of it. I think it's good when there's some drama like the Minnesota stuff. They like excuse, it's real good for that. They excused Jimmy. Butler. Of course they did. He excused himself. He called. He let them know a long time I'm, ago. I will not. I, be there. I will not be in attendance. I'm. I'm good. Yeah, Me and I'm Dwayne sure. are in Rome. Thanks or some shit no, like thanks, that. Thanks, but no but thanks. No. Thanks. <laughs> no. Hey, Jimmy Butler hasn't been in Minnesota since the day they got eliminated from the playoffs. I can tell you that right now. Facts. I saw him in Chicago a couple times. Yeah, he probably still Yo, has his speaking house. Speaking of that, you know who I saw today really quick? Fucking uh, Big Sean drove by me today. I was oh, on yeah? my bike. Yeah. He's trash. Little guy. Yeah, I know. He's, he's like 5'2". Like he's like the size of your leg. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, before we shift wow, off these wow. bulls. Yeah, super duper lemonade. Yeah. <laughs> before we shift off of the bulls. Wobbity, wobbity. Chris Dunn, everyone kind of went around, like, expectations and what's a successful Bulls season. Mm-hmm. But Dunn said, you know, we're, we're going to try to make the playoffs. Is that where is that what we should be trying to do? I think right? there's – why else would you sign Jabari? Yeah. Like, I think that's it, man. I think that you saw that last year this team was good enough to have that push there for a while. They're just not going to be bad enough to tank again. You're not going to be bad enough to take again. The players that you brought in are good enough to play right now. The guys that you have are good enough to play right now and win you enough games. So it's either like if we get to one of those situations where we finish with like 36 wins and don't make the playoffs, it's like, well, what was the, what was the point of that? So, yeah, because I think that's what we're that's where we are. We're in that 30 to 40 win range. Yeah, for sure. We're not under that. So we're not going to be bad enough to get a high pick. You know what I mean? Unless something goes bad. And not in the East, especially. Yeah, not in the East, especially. Aaron, pull me up really quick. Let me show you my favorite moment of media day. This is my guy, bro. Blakeney? Check my guy out. He a, he a bucket. He a walking bucket, bro. If you want to go on the lotto, we should start him for 82 games. <laughs> he quieting all the haters right now. I don't want to hear it. When I when I shoot when I shoot that rock 19 times. Don't be in yeah. my don't be in my my mentions. That's your that's your tank that talk. That's your tank point guard right there. <laughs> that's my guy, Antonio Blakeney. Man, I hope my boy does well, man. Yo, let's uh let's talk about this Jimmy situation real quick. Yeah, man. Before, how, are, yeah. How, do, how do how do you feel about it, man? I'm always gonna side with the player. Yep. And especially in this situation, I I hundred percent am gonna side with Jimmy. Andrew Wiggins. I saw a oh. stat <laughs> with. Andrew Wiggins and Cat <laughs> on the floor without Jimmy Butler, they were the worst. They gave up the they gave up. They were giving up like on pace like one ten a game. Yeah, the worst they, in the league. Yeah, they don't try. And then with Jimmy on, 
it, the, the 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 efficiency and the points they were giving up was like ten points less. Yeah. So Jimmy basically is like Tibbs. I got mad respect for you. I think it's. I think part of his thing is like, yo, I don't. I don't fuck with Wiggins. I don't fuck with Cat. I want out of here. I think he kind of wants to get away from Tibbs a little bit too. Probably. Um, but he respects Tibbs. He rocks with Tibbs. <clears throat> but he, at the end of the day, is not gonna go out there and bust his ass every possession. And he, every time he looks for some help, D. Cat's nowhere to be found. Wiggins is nowhere to be found. And he doesn't like their work ethic. And well, he's like, get me out of here. And guess what else? Now they make more money than him. Yeah, that's and a you good You know point. how the hierarchy goes, man. Hey, Cat's looking at him like, I'm making $30 million a year. Yeah, shut Wiggins the, yeah. is like, I'm making $26, 27000000 million yeah. a year. They paid me. They gave me the max deal. I'm the super max. This is me. Get back. I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. I don't want any part of this. I need I'm, the ball in the post. Yeah, and, and, yeah. As ma- and as a matter of fact, stop taking so many shots. Yeah, stop telling me what to do. Yeah. Forget about, hey, I'm not playing D and yeah. give me the ball yeah. some more. What I've been doing, just, <laughs> what, what I've been doing got me a $200 million contract. Right. Kick rocks. Yes. I think, uh, yeah, I think it's interesting, man. Like a few things. I, I was listening to Jay Hood on the way out here, and he brought up a good point that I didn't really think about. Um, I was kind of hating on it because he was kind of anti-Jimmy, but he was like, yo, if you trade for Jimmy Butler, just understand you're getting a player and not a leader. And I was like, okay, that's interesting. And then he kind of built on it. He said, think about it. Both times that Jimmy Butler has been tried, has been thrust into a situation where they told him to be the leader, he wanted no part of it. Didn't want to lead a young rebuilding Bulls team. Didn't want to lead this Timberwolves team. Interesting. I had never thought about it that way. Um, and you know, I fuck with Jimmy hard. I fuck with. And Jimmy. I don't know if I agree with that again because I don't know if I want to waste the prime of my career doing that. Right? You know what I mean? Especially when he has nothing. He has. He doesn't owe anything to Minnesota. He played there for one year. And not and what? How do we know he wasn't trying to be a leader? They weren't responding, and he's like, "I can't rock with I can't these guys." Deal with it. Well, like I said, then you would say, "Well, if you're a true leader, you're going to get them to follow you, and you don't really give yeah. up after one year." Um, the flip side of it is, dude, if I'm a team that's like one piece away for one year, and I got some assets or some things I want to dump off, or I don't care about picks, I'm trading for Jimmy Butler. One team I heard floated was Toronto. That's and flipping along, flipping Lowry, flipping Lowry, flipping Lowry and some picks. Yeah, I mean, uh, could you imagine no Jimmy brainer. Butler and Kawhi Leonard on the perimeter defensively? Yeah, it's a wrap. That's a problem. It's a big problem for everybody. Big problem. The best teams in the league. You don't want to see a defensive team like that. But um, yeah, I don't know, man. It's just interesting. How do you feel about the the team selection he threw out there with like the Knicks, the, the Knicks, Nets, the Clippers? I big think Jimmy, markets. Jimmy's no used to big markets. But is it just – does it show – because we heard the rumblings when he was here. He's a prima donna. He's Hollywood yeah. now. He got a little money. Is him saying, I want to go to Brooklyn, basically like, let me have my own team in a big-ass market in a big city where I'll be the man and I can kick it and winning's not necessarily at the top of my priority. I think Jimmy also wants to go to a team that he knows is going to give him that deal. Remember, the Timberwolves also didn't want to, don't want to give him that big-ass deal at the end of next year. I think that was part of it, too. So I think he knows if he goes to Brooklyn, hey, they're not paying anybody else. Let me go to Brooklyn, be the man, and get paid. And Let me go to the Clippers, get paid. Chill yeah. in L.A. L.A., I don't know if I want to go to F- if I want to go to the Lakers. I don't know about that. They're not going to pay me. They got other people they want to pay. And I'll be second or third fiddle at that point. So, yeah, that might be part of it, too. But if you had your choice, I mean, he's played in Chicago for the first 
seven years of his career. Going to Minnesota, I mean, yeah, you can't be Hollywood out there. Jimmy has a personality. You know what I mean? He wants to make some he wants to be a known guy. I think he busted his ass for this opportunity, and I think he yeah, he wants to be recognized for it. He doesn't think that's gonna happen in Minnesota. Um it's just all interesting to me, man. Yeah, it's just it, crazy that he waited till when he did to ask for the trade. Yeah, he doesn't. He didn't care. Yeah, he doesn't care. He yeah. just get me out of here. And then also, like Tibbs doesn't want to trade him, but the owner said he wants him gone by like tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, Tibbs still. Tibbs yo, stays into it with yo, management. Yo, yo. <laughs> the owner said I want him traded by Tuesday. <laughs> and they're like Tibbs is trying to like, save him. Uh, all right. Like, okay, hey. owner. But Tibbs wasn't going for that. That's so. Tibbs about to get that, fired again I by another that was management hilarious group. That the owner even came out and said it like that. I want the owner. I want him out by Tuesday. Like, yeah. What? Like, clean your Tibbs. desk out and walk out. Like, no. Nah, Tibbs isn't going though. No, nah, that's not how it works. Tibbs will be fired. Fired within a few weeks <laughs> for this one. Rotate Tiger Woods. The five-year layoff is over. Yeah. Won his first tournament this past weekend. Coming off the back surgeries, DUI. I mean, the whole list, bro. I got it written down. Back no. surgeries, DUI. Divorce. I don't know how many girlfriends. Divorce. Remember when he lost his big front tooth and people were clowning him? I remember when he lost half his ends? <laughs> That's the biggest loss that he took in this whole thing. He lost you his tooth. Seen, you haven't divorce. seen Elon Nordigan since. So many girlfriends. You know he had the DUI with the painkillers. She's got an island. What does this win mean for you? So listen, man, Talk I'm excited. About- it makes me happy. It's awesome to see him win again. It's great because it's been five years. I think it could be the launch into something, and I'm really excited about it. People just need to chill a little bit, though. People, he's back, man. Like, yeah, we're, we're, we're here. Like, now he's going to win. You know, the, the, the Nicholas record is in play now and all that. It's just like, okay, I get it, man. Like, I think we were just so desperate to see Tiger win. That, um, you know, it kind of just launched this whole new thing of people kind of freaking out about it. But at the same time, look, it's been five years. He's had a lot of close ones, and it was great. It was Vintage Tiger. Vintage. Mm -hmm. Not that big of a field. People were gassing him on that. Like, yo, small field. Give him some time. But he's already the favorite for the Masters. Crazy, yep. I hate saying he's back. Because he is back, but I don't know. I just have a problem with saying he's back. Yeah. But I. this is what I like to see after the fact. Like, he's all the way back for me now because I think his mindset's back too. Listen to this little Twitter clip that they, they, just, they just locked it in for the Ryder Cup. They asked Tiger who his Mount Rushmore yeah. of golf was. time Mount Rushmore of golf okay my all-time Mount Rushmore of golf okay well probably Sneed Jones Nicholas me that's Tiger Woods yeah me I'm the best I don't want to hear anything about. I bring the ratings. Arnold like, Palmer, Arnold Palmer gets no love. Even, yeah, even, <laughs> Arnold Palmer gets even no throw love. Palmer in there. Throw Palmer facts. in there. I don't fuck with him. I'll, <laughs> <laughs> I'll say this: He wouldn't have said that six months ago. 
Maybe that. Maybe if someone asked him that direct yeah, question, I think he would have said he would have answered that. But the confidence wasn't there. He was. He would have referred back to. I don't know yet. I'm no. still. I'm waiting on my body. Blah 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 blah. Some real tiger shit. I feel like he he still would have put himself there. But I know what you mean. Yeah. Now he's walking out on the course, backwards hat, sleeveless shirts. Yeah. That was- like <laughs> like all types of shit. Like he's super confident. He's playing good golf. For him, he needs to know that he can win a tournament for sure. That helped because golf is so mental. Because again, because he lost I so much. Four days, eighteen holes. Yeah, and I beat everybody that. And was I won straight like that. He's yeah. That was big. He, he for needs him. yeah. He needs that confidence back. I mean, if you gave up half your money, you wouldn't be too confident for the next few years either. You know what I mean? So straight back. like that. Facts. Like All right, let's close it out with blow the whistle. Basically, blow the whistle is I'm not feeling something. I'm blowing the whistle on this shit. Blow the whistle. Mm-hmm. Who's that? Yin Yang Twins? No, it's too short. Don't ever disrespect. Did I just, did I just tweet? That was, hey, that was, hey. Y'all just, <laughs> just witnessed the, the most disrespectful. <laughs> the most blatantly disrespectful moment in the history of the, to the point where we might, hey, Aaron, we might have to wrap this. I just tweaked on Too Short. Yin Yang Twins, Too Short wow. is rolling over in his grave or wherever the I hell he is right now. just tweet on Too Short. That's Too Short the legend. You know Too Short has like 26 albums? Yeah, any tour. He does like 600 shows a year. Yeah, he's paid, bro. Don't ever. The Yin Yang Twins. Got it here. What's wrong with you? All right. Blow the whistle. (laughs) My blow the whistle is Jason Witten. I'm going to look at the camera and talk to you. Jason, this broadcasting shit is not for you, bro. You get tangled over your words. He brought politics into it. He was talking about left wing, right wing. Yeah. He was talking about all types of shit last night. Jason Witten, Tessator is trying to hold you up. It's not for you, my guy. Keep trying, but blow the whistle on Jason Witten, man. I can't deal with it. Done with him. Done with him. I'm, I'm sideline like, him. We're not done with Trubisky. We're gonna support. My, we're gonna support the boy True Ten, Jason Witten. I'm listening to Monday Night Football on mute. G. Period. Finished. That's it. Bring Booger up to the booth. Bring. My uh, a hip hop playlist while I cook dinner and watch that <laughs> shit on Monday night. That's what That's it is. That's funny. Um, my blow the whistle man is gonna be Lakers fans. Relax. And the disrespect that they're throwing to one LeBron James. Did you hear the question today? So or yesterday? I'm sorry. During media day, um, she asked LeBron. The female reporter. Yeah. Yes, she asked LeBron. What are you gonna do, or how do you feel about like you know Lakers fans that you know want you to prove your loyalty and. And, you know, all that. And LeBron's like, first off, who, me? First off, I signed for four years. I don't know what more you want me to do. And second off, we pretty much said, what do I need to prove? So these Laker fans that are painting over the LeBron mural and all that, remember that whole thing? Um, Talking about we're not going to rock with LeBron. We only rock with Kobe. We don't respect LeBron. Blow the whistle on all that shit. You have LeBron James. He's the best player in the NBA. He's probably the second best player to ever play the game. Relax. You're going to be fine. You need to respect him. He doesn't need to do anything to earn anybody's respect for anything. And And if you're that obnoxious that because he's not Kobe Bryant and there's not the Mamba mentality. Remember, Kobe has to be traded, but we won't talk about that. Low key. Asked it, gave the t- gave come check a list of teams. He was almost in Chicago. He was bro. almost in Chicago. We were this close. If we would have put, uh, I forget who we wouldn't put in the deal. I think it was they wanted Ding and 
Gordon and like Heinrich, and we were like, no, yeah, a great, great job. The same people are in charge. <laughs> um, so <laughs> people forget about that. Tell Powell showed up. Yo, really quick, I want to. So they stole Powell. Let, let me let me say let me say a couple quick things on Kobe Bryant. The last he ran the Lakers organization into the ground. 100%. The last three years. Yeah. Like they were in financial ruins. They gave him like $28 million. They were in financial ruins. They gave him that, that, that last couple it was like, what was it, like a two year 60? Yeah. He, he completely destroyed the franchise, knew he was destroying the franchise when he was taking all that money, knew he couldn't, knew he couldn't hoop at that level or didn't want to, and could, wasn't good, knew he couldn't get any titles. He was like, let me get 60 more million yeah. and let me get up out of here. Which is his right. You that, can't be for the player. Listen. You can't be for the player and I'm say that Kobe you, can't do that. I'm with you, but he, he should get a little flack for that. Because basically, but the Lakers have made the playoffs in what four years? Yeah, that's all. That's all on Kobe Bryant's back. Kobe Bryant's to blame for that. Yeah, so and their young all. players haven't developed until last year. Hundred percent. I mean, he like he he he. Dest- I mean, he didn't destroy D'Angelo Russell and them, but I mean, those dudes had no chance of developing under Kobe Bryant's yeah, tutelage. Zero. But just wanted to say that real quick because I love Kobe and I'm a huge Kobe fan. But he he did he did ask for a trade and wanted to leave L.A. He ran Shaq out, then wanted the trade, and so, then got Powell. You know what the crazy thing is? And shout out Kobe's PR people, whoever works for him. Kobe's reinvention as, as like, American hero Kobe, <laughs> like, out of nowhere. Like, everybody wants Kobe. He's got the show on ESPN. We want to read his book. Uh, he made that crazy money off that body armor deal. Did you, or did you see yeah, that I shit? Yeah, saw that, yeah. Like, it was, like, 80, 90 million, something crazy off like that. Um, he's been on that for a while, though. Yeah, so I mean, he's out here, obviously, but uh, but it's almost like people h- hated Kobe for a long time, right? Um, and he's kind of reinvented himself into being like this old, like sage of the NBA. Even though Kobe wanted no part of that, Kobe wanted no part of anybody else but Kobe. Um, but yeah, we could talk about yeah. Kobe for a minute. But pump, the, but Lakers fans for real, blow the whistle on all this. LeBron needs to earn your respect, bullshit. Interesting because they're going to be bad to start, and we're going to see. How that plays out. They're going to be bad to start. You think so? They're going to start the season like 8-8. Eight and eight For sure. 100%. In the West? Are you nuts? LeBron might let them start the season 8-8. Eight they're going to start the season like 7-9. and I, nine, And there's going to an and ESPN every single day. What's wrong with the Lakers? Yeah. So get ready for that because that's coming because they're going to start the season slow. All that is, I feel like that's all calculated from LeBron though, man. Like I don't want to give him too much credit, but at some point like he got it. He sees all the pieces on the chessboard, and he knows. I saw like one of those ESPN people, but he knows what he's doing. You know what I mean? I think he might say, "Hey, we maybe we need that adversity in the beginning of the season. That's how we get better." These young dudes really got to see what it's like with a winning spotlight on them. You know what I mean? But they got some good young talent over there. They'll obviously attract another player here. I wouldn't be surprised if they land somebody else during the season. Anthony Davis is always in play. Um, they have the the thing that's crazy about them, and LeBron knows this. He's like, yo, they have me, right? We are in LA. And at the end of the day, if I want to get a player, we have the young assets to grab players. I think they have a Memphis pick or some shit. And they got the cap room. They have the cap room, but they can trade. I mean, who people will right. take Lonzo Ball. People will take Kuzma. People will take Ingram, who you probably shouldn't trade. But, you know, if you want to pull in a big fish, if LeBron's like, yo, I want Anthony Davis. All right, get New Orleans on the horn. 
We'll throw you Bong, Kuzma, and some picks and, and send them over. He's not coming back anyways. Blow the whistle on Jason Witten. Keep grinding, but it's not for you. And Lakers fans, chill. Blow the whistle, man. No catch up Chicago for Chicago by Chicago. I'm your host, Sean Little, for Nick the Quick. Make sure you check us out on Instagram at No Catch Up Chicago. The YouTube page at No Catch Up Chicago. We're everywhere. Stay locked. No Catch Up Chicago for Chicago by Chicago. Listen up. Khalil Mack and Glencoe, huh? <laughs>